Welcome to Punk Frockers, a community sewing podcast brought to you by Jenny Hassler and Beverly Baptiste. Hi, Jenny. How are you doing? I am doing great. I actually, I usually say super duper when people ask me that in real life, but (laughs) today, no, it was yesterday when I said super duper to someone, they said, oh, super duper. And they looked all weirded out by it. So now (laughs) I'm nervous about saying I'm super duper. (laughs) Well, I'm going to tell you this and you can tell me if you want me to edit it. But when my oldest kid was um, about two and we were doing potty training stuff, they had a video and it was like, uh, she is a super duper pooper. (laughs) And so every time you say super duper, I think of super duper poopers. I think that is wonderful. I don't mind that at all. (laughs) Well, let's talk about who our sponsors are for this month. Absolutely. Um, We're fortunate this month to have this awesome set of labels available <laughs> from Chattity.com. That of course is a, um, the little side business I have for labels and I'll send those anywhere in the world. So that's a, a rare prize that we'll be sending internationally if it is one internationally. Awesome. The next one we have is a free pattern from StyleArc. Um, and there's so many great choices from StyleArc. Um, And some of their newer patterns even have more detailed uh, instructions, so they can be even beginner friendly. It's great. That's true. And they've started to, at least in the emails and some of their presentation on social media, there are more children's patterns than they've had in the past. a lot more. Yeah. And they're children's and teens. Now, I haven't checked the sizing on those yet, Um, but I think it's neat that there's, there's another reasonable resource for both children and teens, which is sort of an unusual age category for kids patterns. I think they're actually also giving a choice of that for their bonus pattern every month too, a children's one where it used to be just adults. Yeah, that's pretty exciting. And then finally, Caramia gave each of the testers for the Gardenia chemise an extra copy to get to give out to anyone they wanted to. And I decided I'd like to give that to a listener of the podcast. Awesome. That's great. I think it'll be fun. Well, have you been doing any sewing lately? I have, but a lot of it is stuff I can't share pictures of yet. Carmia Maui. Nope, I'm wrong. Chris Wood Sews put out a call on social media for testers for her new Casita dress. And I signed up for it. And it is, it is a super simple make. Um, it's super cute. I get compliments every time I wear one and I've made three of them. Ooh. I've made two of them out of Lady McElroy. Um, uh, I don't think it's lawn, maybe poplin, um, which I got from stone mountain and daughter. Okay. And I have made one out of that sheer lace fabric that friend of the show, Terrence Williams uses to make so many of the caftans oh. and open dusters that he sells. Nice. And I've had that for a while. It was gifted to me by a friend online and I've not known what to do with it. But after I made my second of these dresses, I was like, oh my gosh, this is the kind of simple line that's going to look amazing in that sheer fabric. Yeah. And I'm going to make a, it's a square neck dress and I'm going to make a square neck knit dress to wear under it. 
um, because my husband has let me know that it, it, it won't be real comfortable for him if I go out and just say a black bra and panties <laughs> with this sheer dress. So I am, I am going to come up with a plan. I see. I see. <laughs> and then the other thing I did that was really remarkable is that I won sewing. You and did? I don't know if you're aware that you can win sewing, but I won sewing. So I made the collage gathered dress by Matchy Match, which is one that a lot of people have been posting about and that you um, recommended for PF Scrappy. Yeah. And I made it out of all of those dyed sample rectangles that I made a couple months ago. And I haven't known what to do with. And I use them for, basically there's a, the way I've done it, I used a solid piece of white linen for the center front and back. Okay. And I used all of all 24 or something of my little rectangles to do gathered panels on the sides. Now the pattern is a shirt and it has one gathered peplumy panel on the sides. I just carried it down. I added another row of gathered panels and then a final row that wasn't gathered was just increasing the length. And I, Oh, the last one isn't gathered. It isn't gathered. I didn't have enough sample pieces, but I thought it would work and it did it. And I also think honestly, if I'd gathered that last one, that it might've been too full. Okay. But it came out super duper cute. But when I finished it, I felt like the center piece was too wide. And um, you and I talked about this a little bit. I think the problem for me was that it went past where princess seams would go. You know how those would be sort of centered over your nipples, basically, as you're going down the front of your garment, your fullest part of your bust, the apex. And these fell outside of that by maybe two inches on either side. And it just, to me, it felt like I was wearing a tabard, like I was in the middle ages Mm -hmm. fighting for King somebody or another. And so I took and I added a channel and put elastic in it front and back, um, just under bust, a little bit further than under bust, like midway between waist and bust Uh (laughs) and, and used elastic to draw it in. And I think for me that created what I needed in terms of not having that white part be too, too wide. And, um, and in the end made it the dress that won sewing. Now I understand this will not win sewing for everybody, but I won sewing and I was so excited. It was, it's, I just want to wear it every day. This is, this is what I want to walk out of the house in every day because it's so fun. It is so fun. So now if somebody, let's say, would like, I I think it's interesting about the proportions. And I'm wondering, what do you think for somebody who wouldn't want to put that elastic in there? Like, how far in do you think you'd have to take it before the proportion felt better? I, I think, unfortunately, for me, that what I would need to do is bring it in to where it came straight down from the neckline almost to get it to go over the apex. And so And so I think I'd have to basically take two inches off of this cut on the fold centerpiece and Mm -hmm. add those two inches to the side pieces. Okay. Okay. Um, It is adorable. It is. I was so proud of this one. It made me very, very happy. (laughs) That's awesome. What have you been doing? Well, I made a couple things. Um, The first thing is I made the... Fiber Mood Simone in the fabric that I talked about last time, which is that really bright, colorful uh, Katie Cortman fabric that um, you kind of thought, huh? And 
surprise, surprise, I did not like it. <laughs> uh, it just felt a little clownish on me, but the, it had more problems than that. I had made the size large in the fiber mood, which is what my measurements fell within, like not even tight, like they fell within that. And it's supposed to have some ease in there, but for some reason it just didn't fit me. It felt too tight and it's not a top that should be tight. So, um, so I'm going to see if I can pawn this one off of my mom because my mom's a little smaller than me. And I made another version with some fabric that is a print, but it is, um, uh, maybe less, less, maybe a little more subtle print. I don't know. Let less I mean, loud. <laughs> I think it is less loud. And because you didn't go contrast with the ruffle. Yeah, that's I true. I think that helps too. And that's a cotton voile from mood. And so it was so easy. The thing that's great about those cotton voiles for, cause I made the, um, that Ashton dress with it, the one I'm wearing now actually. And I made a lot of gathers is it's so easy to do the gathering on a cotton voile. That's nice. And like a lawn would be that way too. It's, it's really simple. So I like that pattern. I do want to make another version. I have a lady McElroy, or McElroy, I don't know how people say yeah. it differently. Um, double gauze with larger gingham on one side and smaller gingham on the other. Oh, and what are you going to do with that? Well, I'm going to put um, for the ruffle on the sleeves and in the front, I'm going to use the larger gingham and the rest of it I'm going to do in smaller gingham. And so that I'm going to do for a full dress. I have enough for the full dress. I want, this was like my trial one, these other ones. Um, But I, that's a lot, there's a lot of ruffling on that pattern. So I kind of wanted to take a little break from that. So what's funny about that is I know we talked a little bit about whether I had gathered my skirt, like if I'd cut it extra wide on the last one. Um, What I did do on the very first of these I made is I cut the pattern pieces as intended. And on the second one, I made differences. Because when I look at the image of yours, mm-hmm. it looks more gathered than mine did until I added to it. I think proportionately, they didn't extend the size of the ruffle pieces mm. enough by the time you got to the 3XL size or the 2XL size. Maybe, maybe. So. Now, on the bottom part of mine, I on the second one, I did make more ruffles. I made it go with the fabric. Yeah, I was mostly, I, I thought you might have looking at the comparison, but I was thinking more of the the top um, one. chest ruffle and the yeah. sleeve ruffle. Yeah. Anyway, it looks really good. I am a little surprised that it falls within your comfort zone, but maybe your yeah. trip to uh, Puerto Rico had really positive impact. Well, and also I like the, um, so the, I mean, it's a print for sure. Um, and it's, you know, it's a, a tropical print, but it has a black base. And I think that helps for me too. Uh, feels okay. less. Um, yeah. 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 So I then the next that. one, really the next one I'm super proud of. So I made the Adams pants by daughter Judy patterns. And these are essentially a jeans pattern. Um, yeah, basically jeans pattern. So like five pockets, just like a jean one. Um, it has your choice of a button fly or a zipper fly. I chose a button fly. I think it's really cool. And I, the buttons I used, so I used the fabric that you gave me from Ruby star society. It's a blue and gray camo and the it's made out of 80% cotton, 20% linen. And 
around the little camo shapes is is gold. Yeah. Um, so I use like they're brass colored um buttons, but it matches that. And um it was so it was so comfortable. I wore it. A cool thing about this pattern too, there's another option um which usually doesn't come. You can choose in the back to either put in darts or elastic. Oh, wow. Which I really liked because I don't need much darts. You know, my waist is much bigger than my, a bigger size than my hips. And so I made the size for my hips and then I did the elastic back and it didn't need that much stretching at all. But if I hadn't put that in there, then the, if I, if I had left the darts out, it would be too loose, you know? So it kind of worked that out and it's got belt loops and everything. So, uh, it's really just like jeans. Nice. Oh, the one thing I'll probably do different the back of them. They have these really interesting, cool pockets that have darts in them to give them shape. But so they kind of go out. I think they probably look really good on people with nice round butts, but, um, (laughs) On me, it looks kind of weird because I kind of have a flat butt. So I think I'll I'll just put regular back pockets on the next one, but I really, really like it. I think it's a fantastic pattern and so satisfying to make. Uh, Everything, I heard some comments about the instructions, but I found them to be very good. I didn't have any trouble with them at all. Well, that's awesome. Those were really cute. They mentioned that they're painter pants. So did they have the little loops for a paintbrush or hammer or anything? No, though? no, they didn't. Uh, okay. You could easily put that on there, I suppose, but that didn't have that. Okay. I was just curious. Yeah. Well, those are adorable. I love seeing uh, the image of the, the button front that you yeah. had uh, sent or posted. And it was, it was super cute. These are, they look great. I'm so glad. Yeah. I love them. I love them. And I'll make more like that. I'll definitely make they're they're great for my job. So I'll probably make several more pairs. We don't have much for new patterns this week, but we do have one, which is really just a size expansion. And that's the Grainline Studio Archer shirt has been expanded up to 58, 51, 61. And this is really great news because this pattern is a classic shirt pattern with a lot of there's a lot of sew alongs for it. There's a very detailed to uh, step-by-step sew along through Instagram, through Grainline's Instagram account. And mm-hmm. maybe it's also on their, it's probably also on their blog. The new size extension has a couple of things. First of all, I think both of them, I, I didn't check this actually, the smaller version I'm sure has this too, but in view B, the back, the back of the shirt has like a gathered, uh, from like the waist down over your butt, probably by the length of it yeah. uh, is gathered and it's kind of country Western style. I don't know. Uh, looks to me, but um, the other thing is the larger size band has darts and the smaller size band does not. Yeah. And on that, that gathered one, of course it gives it a high low, which isn't like dramatic, dramatic, but it could be. Yeah. And- right. Actually <laughs> it does. If- yeah. It, it reminds me of the Merchant Mill Florence where it's higher gathered uh, in the back and the front sure. is lower. And in this case, not gathered at all, not even pieced. Yeah. Um, that's a, it looks like a really great basic shirt. So it's exciting to see that sized up for sure. We're at the meat of it now, right? We really yeah. want to talk about sort of 
really PF represent and things that we'd like to bring up as either old favorites or new things we think are interesting to take a look at and consider. I'm excited. Yeah, me too. The first thing I wanted to talk about is um, Taco Magazine, our Taco Tuesday favorite. Uh, Taco has great representation for size and ethnicity and models, and they tell the stories of many of the folks that are underrepresented in sewing, which I really love reading these stories. I'm just going to give a few examples. Um, They showed the designs and told the story of non-binary artist Jesus Herrera. They told the story of the black quilters of G's Bend in Wilcox County, Alabama. They highlighted Sonia Phillip, who started sewing because she couldn't find the clothes she wanted in her size. And she revolutionized the way that folks feel about their bodies by making patterns for for larger bodies and really making them in beginner friendly patterns. They also wrote about Carolyn Denham, one of the founders of Merchant and Mills, one of my favorite companies. And she's a gray haired woman who's probably invisible to many. Um, They also featured Ajab. Aja Barber in an article that that she wrote called Who Wants Dead White Men's Clothes, talking about how um, you can't really kind of excuse your fast fashion by donating to charity because, you know, that's that's really not helping these other societies. And so um, Aja is a black activist, primarily focused on sustainability in the fashion industry. And I think I'm going to make one of their patterns this month. And that is uh, the Sabu. And that is modeled by a visibly fat model who also appears on the cover of the issue the pattern's in. And um, I think it's a great, I don't think you can buy the pattern separately. I think you have to just trace it. So (laughs) I'll trace it for you, Jenny. (laughs) (laughs) Another thing I'm really taken in by that's coming up in the next issue that I think you actually express interest too is the toral pants, which are the ones that have a battered flounce at the bottom. And that pattern is modeled by two women. One is black and the other is Asian. And the Asian woman is also at least older than me, quite a bit older than me and round. So I think it's, uh, I'm really pleased with this magazine and their efforts towards representation. Absolutely. I agree. Every, every time I take a look at it, I always think, oh my gosh, they've, they've really, I don't know, knocked it out of the park in terms of trying to make sure they're covering a wide variety of topics that are of interest to people who want a more inclusive sewing community. So yeah, that's awesome. So what's the first one you wanted to mention? I honestly wanted to talk about some of the, um, some of my favorites in terms of inclusivity or doing the good work of trying to be more inclusive. And Karamiya Maui is somebody I've talked about a lot. But one thing I want to note is that she uses on all of her patterns, she really only uses an illustration of herself typically in the garment. Although last year for the Chive, she was so taken with Aronica, friend of the show Aronica's um, versions in tests that she painted her in watercolor and slapped her on the front of those particular patterns. But what I really love about Karamiya is that she puts a lot of effort into making sure that her patterns are accessible to the widest range of bodies that she can on the current pattern test that we're doing for a square neck bodycon, your favorite kind of dress um, (laughs) garment here. Um, Although I think you might find some uses for the the top potentially underneath, you know, those jumpsuits and uh, overalls you're not going to wear. But in any case, as we're doing this test, she's 
Um, absolutely making sure she's done several adjustments based on feedback from the fat end of the spectrum, but she's also added a size on the small end of the spectrum because that was also not covered under what it is she'd done. And one of her testers needed something smaller to make it work. And so she puts a lot of, a lot of good effort into that. And I find it go, I do a lot of testing and it's, it is the most consciously aware of the body sizes and shapes of the participants that I found in most testing groups. This is, this has been the most focused on trying to make sure it's thoughtful around all of that. So I, you know, so I wanted to mention that even though you're not necessarily going to see a lot of variety on the images on the front of the envelopes. So the next one that I want to mention is Merchant and Mills. And so the Etta pattern is the recent new one that I love so much. And the first photos from each, there's two links from Merchant and Mills, a smaller size band and a larger one. And the smaller size band has one of their frequent models, uh, much older woman. Um, and the larger size band has also an older woman, at least gray hair, uh, black woman, um, for their, the, the models representing this dress. And I love that. Yeah. They, they do seem to be very thoughtful, particularly as they're extending their sizes Mm -hmm. about how they select their models and what type of presentation they want to put out there. And I, I appreciate it too. It, it, as you know, Merchant and Mills is one where for probably the first year of the podcast, if you mentioned them, I'm like, eh, I'm not excited. <laughs> and they finally started to really um, permeate my mind. I've, I've purchased the Etta. I purchased the Florence. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I didn't even curse a little bit while I did it. So I've, <laughs> I've definitely started to feel seen, which is something I couldn't say before. So I love it. That's really nice. Cool. Another one that I'd like to call it, I, I think you've made some things from, but I'm not positive, is LB yeah. Textiles. Mm-hmm. And I just went to their website because I thought, you know, I've made a number of LB patterns and I've got a few of them sitting on my table ready for me to try and cut some things out. I wonder what their shop looks like because I know they've got some size diversity, but what else is there? And when I opened up and just went straight to the, the patterns page, um, the first two images on the page are of the Fremantle pants. And the image on that is um, a gray bearded and haired gentleman as the image for that one. And then the Summerfield coat, which is a digital, another, sorry, pattern digital is given, right? But Mm -hmm. it's a, it's a little loose coat that ties in the front and the image there again is an older woman. And since age diversity is one of the ones that we've often, it's not always been visible and frequently when it is, the image might be gray haired, but the, everything else about it doesn't necessarily imply over 50. (laughs) So I I do like when it's a a visibly older model. So I was, I was really pleased with that. I do have a couple of their patterns that are just sort of waiting for me to, to do something with them as I experience pants and try and figure Mm -hmm. out what I'm going to do with shorts and such. Uh, LB textiles has been making considerable effort in size inclusion as well. Really doing a lot. um, I think to try to improve the old patterns as well as new patterns. And yeah, that's always appreciated because frequently there are these patterns that everybody's been, you know, you've been interested in for years and you haven't been able to do anything with. In fact, today I got, got an email, um, about I, so I'm, I'm just going to share this one because it's, it's appropriate to the topic. There's a, there's a shop that I really enjoy that I'm able to travel to from time to time that does classes. And when they do classes, they're higher end classes. These are going to be things where you brought someone in from some distance, you probably charged a thousand dollars to attend for a two day class. So it's, it's 
fairly expensive. Um, that doesn't include accommodation or food or anything. That's just you showing up, buying things from the shop and making stuff, right? <laughs> and after, after having received these newsletters for years and seeing these come up, periodically, I finally wrote back and said, you know, it'd be super cool if someday one of your classes included a pattern that was in any way size extensive. (laughs) Um, The most recent one, which was something I'd have been interested in, came from an independent seller who has not extended this particular pattern. And the pattern ends at a 46 inch hip. Wow. And I'm just going to actually pop out and um, read, read the email response that I got because, because that one, I, I just, I don't even have words. Um, first off, I emailed at the end of April. I got a response today. So we'll just start there. And it's hopes all's well with you. I noticed I missed this one. If you're still interested, the class was in May. Um, I can consult with the sewist about the sizing of the pattern. The purpose of the class is to learn how to fit the pattern to your body. I always think of patterns as a suggestion, not a rule. Many, if not most of us have trouble fitting the pattern to our various shapes. I had included my measurements. This thing is 12 to 15 inches off from me. Let me know if I can answer any more questions. And it did not feel like a thoughtful response to a sewist who is so far out of the range that I don't think any reasonable person could consider that a a grading issue. Right. This is not grading between sizes. Grading between sizes, first off, does require that there's a size above and below the size that you are. Anything outside of that in your drafting, and there is an amount of drafting that many sewists have to do, 14, 12 inches, that's excessive. And in the case of this garment, it is a fitted garment. (laughs) This is not not trying to grade up a gathered elastic waist skirt. You know what I mean? And it just, it felt so disconnected from my experiences, most of the time, most of the places I go, mm-hmm. most of the people I communicate with about this, even if they're not going to be able to do what I'm asking, the response isn't usually quite so tone deaf. Yeah. And so I, I know that's a little bit off of the topic, but it's, but it's the thing that makes it so special when you have someone who wants to make it better and is interested in doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, across older patterns and and newer. And I'm honestly, I'm hopeful for this independent pattern company that this one that has not been expanded of theirs will be at some point because I would like to make it, though I would doubt that I would take the class. Right. Um, because I just, nothing about that made me feel like, yes, let me write a check. Yeah, right. You know. Okay, so the next pattern I want to talk about is another one that I'm considering for PF Represent, which is uh, from Fiber and Cloth, and it is the Yarrow Top and Tunic. Uh, Fiber and Cloth is a Black-owned business. Alexis Bailey is the owner and designer in the business, and they have both they have diverse models in both size and ethnicity. And I've included a couple of photos from the Yarrow uh, website. And I just think that that dress, first of all, the style of that dress is something that I would, it just looks like something I could put on when I come home from work. Um, Very relaxed kind of dress without a waist on it. And, um, I really like the representation in the photos. I, yeah, I absolutely agree. And they've actually, they've got one photo 
where the model has made the dress out of two different fabrics. So you have yeah. a left and a right side, which I, I love. I'm worried that as if I make more garments that are done that way, <laughs> that I'm going to hit a place where everybody's like, are you just a jester? <laughs> but, but I love the look. I it love is a the nice look. look. Yeah. Um, and every experience that I've had with fiber and cloth has been absolutely positive. Yeah. Yeah. They're really, <laughs> she's really nice. Okay. I did want to also mention a couple of fabric stores that are um, black owned fabric stores. There's uh, Melanated Fabrics, which is owned by, Mimi G and Brittany Jones, and that's based in Atlanta, Georgia. And then another fabric store, black owned fabric store is Pigeon and Wishes, which is owned by Megan Valero and Duan Yu Hao, who are a Chinese and black couple, and they own uh, Pigeon Wishes fabric store. So uh, you can keep those in mind too, because purchases from those stores would also count for PF Represent. Absolutely. That's great. And of course, Mimi G also designs fabrics, which are available in other locations. So clearly the best place to get them is melanated fabrics if they have them in stock. Um, But speaking of Mimi G, that leads me over to the next thing that I want to talk about, which feels super controversial. (laughs) And it's simplicity. I want to talk about simplicity. (laughs) And I want to talk about simplicity because there's their summer catalog. I went into Joanne and I bought patterns during $1.99 sale because that's who I am. But I went and bought patterns from Simplicity. And when I opened the book in the first couple of pages of the book where they aren't really categorizing patterns by size or anything else, it's like, this is our highlighted patterns for the issue, right? In the first couple of pages, there was a page that was just Aronica and Mimi G and words talking about how they were had extended their sizing for the summer catalog to 34W, which is a 58-inch hip, which is not very good compared to independent designers, but is better than is often the case yeah, for sure. simplicity, right? So they had done that. And talking to Mimi G, of course, we know they're going to 38 in the fall, which would be a 62-inch hip. But the fact that they put this in such a prominent location in that book was exciting to me. And as I walked around my Joanne counter, I found, as many other sewists have posted about online, that the Aronica patterns and other fat patterns were on display on the tops of the cabinets. They weren't just shoved in the drawers. These were the, the patterns that they were displaying. And I, I know we had an entire episode talking with Mimi G about this, but you and I haven't really had as much of an opportunity to talk since you had a chance to maybe listen to the episode. But I'm blown away by the fact that there is any movement at all. Yeah. <laughs> and it all on the part of the big four. And it's, I, I'm, I'm going to continue to go out there and support it by buying the patterns, by, by making time to make the patterns and tag simplicity <laughs> instead of what I normally do, which is I say, this is some big form, you know, rigmarole that I'm not even going to tag. Yeah. Because they because they're doing the work right now and they may be doing it. I know Mimi G is doing it wholeheartedly. Mm-hmm. Corporate may not be doing it with all of their heart. <laughs> they may be doing it with, you know, accountants like me saying, ah, but what about? <laughs> well, I'd much rather you know? good actions than good intentions any day. 
and and I see good actions here. And the other thing that I think you and I talked about a little bit is on the back of the pattern envelopes, they're giving us the flipping measurements we want. You're getting finished hip. You're getting finished waist or finished chest. You're yeah. getting you're getting anything but when well, you're still getting it though, the neck to waist measurement or neck yeah. to hem, where it's like, yeah, that's useful or whatever, but it's not, it's not nearly as useful as how wide is the spread on this thing? Yeah, right. Oh my God. So yeah, I'm I'm just I'm I'm really excited about what's happened there and what Mm -hmm. the possibilities for the future look like. So I want to give a shout out to Simplicity for doing it right, for doing what they should have done 40 years ago in a big way. Oh, the other thing they did, which I think you and I may have talked about, is they put the flip and plus sizes back in their own section. Oh, that's great. That's great. That's great. You because, don't have to search through. <laughs> well, I know I, I chatted with Mimi G like in September or something last year. And that was my first complaint. I'm like, so there's something you could do. And I don't know if she did it. I don't know if I complained about it before it was a done deal, but I'm so excited that they're back in their own section because, because otherwise you have to look at all the crap you can't fit. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> In order to get to the things you can. And it's anyway, I'm very excited about this. So that's my that's my shout out for simplicity. <laughs> Which well yeah. There are so many choices for patterns that have good representation. There are patterns designed by black designers, um, other people of color as well. I, I would love to see what people make for PF represent. And what kinds of things, you know, they come up with. Yeah. And another one, which I had not, um, I actually didn't think of until right this second is Mana and Broad has just put out a new pattern that is a funnel neck extended shoulder t-shirt. And if you're a member of their Patreon, you also get instructions on how to extend that into a dress. Nice. And that, of course, um, has a minority ownership as well. And that's just wonderful. Yeah. So that's another choice there. So uh, let us know in on Instagram and in comments on the website, what you think about this. And if you find that you like our program and you want to support us, please go to patreon.com slash and join up with us. We have a lot of fun over there. And this month we our Patreon bonus episode is going to be about social media. Yeah. Um, Beverly and I both have have our own problems with social media <laughs> and our own pleasures with it. So That's we're right. excited to get a chance to, to talk about that for sure. Um, so yeah, and we will see, see you, you next, next Tuesday. Tuesday. The Punk Frackers is created, produced, and edited by Beverly Baptiste and Jenny Hassler. On Instagram, you can find the podcast at Punk Frackers. You can find Jenny at J.O. Hassler and Beverly at Weeds to Wildflowers. Our artwork and music is created and performed by Jim Duran. You can find him on Instagram and his website at jimduran.art.